Thank you so much for that. I, it's an odd thing. I had that song on replay, repeat, kept playing over and over and over earlier today. I, I do appreciate that. Joshua chapter number 7, actually. Joshua number, chapter number 7. I, I said I, I, there's a couple of verses going back and forth between, but I'm going to go to chapter number 7. And I, I'm the least of all these guys up here on the stage. I'm not just saying that. It's, it's a humbling thing to, um, to be amongst their presence, have their friendships. And um, don't expect too much tonight. I'm just telling you. It is, <laughs> it, it is 640 right now. I'll have you out by 9 o'clock. That's, that's a scout. That's, that's, a, that's a gospel truth right there. It, it may be 645, but I'll have you out by 7 o'clock. I mean, 9 o'clock tonight. Um, when I first started preaching, I shouldn't say first, but it's been a few years ago, I used to always bow my head right before I was on stage, right before I'd get to preach and everything. And my daughter, I ain't going to mention Caitlin's name, and my daughter noticed I did that. And, uh, and she, after I got done preaching, she said, Dad, why do you do that for? And I said, well, I bow my head and I ask for God's help in, in preaching the message. And she looked at me and she goes, well, I hasn't helped yet. But anyhow, <laughs> that, that's a true made-up story right there. <laughs> if you see me look at my wife tonight, I, I promise you, I am not looking for um, permission to say I'm going to say or anything. She wrote my message, and sometimes I get mixed up on the, the parts that she wrote down and what she's talking about. So Joshua chapter number 7 and verse number 21, it says, When I saw among the spoils a godly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Father, tonight I do pray that you would help me. God, there's nothing good about Brian Martini, but there sure is a lot good about you. And tonight, Lord, the people don't need to hear me. They don't need to hear my thoughts. Lord, tonight they need the Holy Spirit of God to speak to their heart. And Lord, I pray that's what will happen tonight in this place. You've already showed yourself mildly in the service. And tonight, Lord, I ask for the few minutes that we have left together tonight that you do the same. And just let me pray. Amen. Brother Ruby did a great job on Wednesday night. He actually uh, started, he was preaching, he started talking about Joshua. I was like, oh no, here we go. For, for weeks I have been working on this, working on this, and I thought Brother Ruby was going to actually uh, go ahead and preach the message, and I was just going to stand up tonight and play his, play what he said on Wednesday and let you guys listen to it, because that was what I was going to preach. But anyhow, here we, we know the story, we know it very well. We, we know that, we know about how the children of Israel, how they um, they was, in the, they was in the wilderness for 40 years. We know how that they wasn't allowed to go to the promised land. We know that Moses wanted to go, but couldn't go. He could go, he could look out, he could see, but he wasn't actually allowed to go into the promised land. And we know Moses passes off the scene, and we know that God allows the children of Israel to, to go into uh, the promised land. We know they go to the battle, they go to Joshua, and we know the story. We know since we as children, if you went to church, we know how they walked around. We know how God said, hey, walk around the, walk around the walls, and they did it for six days. We know on the seventh day, they know how they walked around uh, seven times. We, we know how they uh, sound the, the, the horns. We know, we know how the walls came tumbling down. And what an amazing thing that is. I, I got to say about these walls and maybe you know better than I do, but uh, some archaeologists, they, they said, I don't know how they know this, they said the walls were anywhere from 13 to 20 feet tall. Now, that, that's a pretty big wall right there. I don't, and they said that it's up to six feet thick. Now, I, I would take some, imagine this wall right, I don't know how tall that wall is, but it, it's, it's pretty tall there. Can, can you imagine something about a wall that size being six foot thick, and can you imagine uh, just walking around that wall, and you don't do anything but, but blow the horns and you, and you holler, and these walls come tumbling down. 
I, I imagine what in a, that would be a mighty like victory. And, you know, I, I've thought about that, and you guys, no doubt, in your life, you've seen victories in your life. You've seen God do things in your life. Like, man, God, that's amazing. And honestly, once something like that happens, you kind of sit back a little bit and say, man, God's working in my life. i got God's power in my life. And I imagine the children of Israel here, they're the same way. Like, man, God's on our side. We are finally in the promised land. Man, all thing we did was walk around the wall and we holler, and they, they came tumbling down. We, we know about that. I imagine it's feeling pretty good. And we know the story. Brother Rubio kind of shared it with us, and we already know this. We know how they decided, you know what, we're going to spread out. We're going to go to AI. We're going to conquer AI. And we know how uh, they went to AI, and they actually didn't, they didn't win there, did they? We know they came running home because they lost, and they lost. And the Bible tells us that Joshua, he was heartbroken. He said, God, forgive me for this. He said, what is going on? I don't understand it. I mean, God, uh, you, you gave us this victory at Jericho, and God, God you know, and, and Ai is a lot smaller, and God, what is going on? We, we know the Bible tells us that he rent his clothes and he fell to his face. And God, I, 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 God I, I, I don't understand it, God. Have you ever been to that place in your life? You think things are going so good, and, and all of a sudden something happens, and God, well, what, God, is there something wrong in my life? And we know here the portion of Scripture, we go actually back to the beginning of chapter number 7, God comes to him. And God says, Joshua, let me tell you what's going on. Joshua, you think there's something wrong in your life. Well, there's something wrong with Israel, but actually, and here he talks about it right here. He says in verse number 1, it says, But the children of Israel committeth the trespass and the cursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah and the tribe of Judah took of the accursed thing. This is terrifying words, I think, right here. And the anger of the Lord was kindled and against the children of Israel. They had this mighty victory. They saw God, God, God allowed them going to the promised land. They saw these great things happening. And here we have one person causing all these difficulties with this whole entire nation. You would think, I would think, but you would think, here's Achan. A Achan, I, I don't know. The, I, maybe the Bible says, I don't know. Achan was probably there when Ten Commandments was given. M maybe, probably, possibly. Achan was there. He knows what sin does. He, he knows how sin caused his parents to, and himself to wander, wander in the wilderness for 40 years. He, he knows what sin does. And no doubt his parents died also in the wilderness there. He, he knows what sin does. He, he knows how God let him cross over the Jordan. He, he, he was there. He saw the Jordan River dry up. And he, he walked around himself. He walked across on dry land in the river of Jordan. Hey, he knows what sin does. He knows what God can do also. He saw these things. Not only walked across on dry land. He, he, he was there. He, he, he knows that. Forgive me for this, guys. He, 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 he knows he, he, knows that, uh, he, he knows how God came to Joshua, I believe probably himself. He heard Joshua say, hey, uh, we're going to conquer Jericho. We're going to walk around Jericho. That's what's going to happen. He said, and God, that's what God said. The man of God said, hey, uh, don't touch the cursed thing. Uh, you the silver, it, it comes back into the treasury of, of the camp. Uh, the, the gold, it comes back into the treasury. Don't take none of that stuff. It, it comes back to the nation of Israel. He knows this. He heard this. Joshua, I mean, uh, Achan was there. Achan was one of the ones who probably walked around the walls of Jericho, and he, he saw the walls coming down. He saw all this stuff. He's seen God do mighty things in his life. And yet, 
he still took of the accursed thing. He took the silver, it wasn't his. He took the gold, it wasn't his. And so here, I, real, real briefly tonight, folks, I want to say something. And then finally, you know, and God, and God came to him and came to Joshua. Joshua, hey, this is what's going on right here. He said, there is sin in the camp. Hey, somebody in the camp, I said, don't take the accursed thing. I, I said, don't do this, don't do this. And guess what? Joshua did it. And go, listen, in his tent, he hid these things. And I want to ask you a question tonight. And I ain't going to mention nothing. What is hid in your tent? What is it that's in your life? What's in your house? What's in your heart? God says, hey, you need to get rid of this. Hey, don't do this and start doing this. What is it in your life you need to get rid of? What is it, God, in the past 30 days? God has come to you and he says, hey, you know to think about getting rid of this? God, 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 listen, God says stuff to me all the time even. So you know what, Martini, you ever think about this? Like, yes, God. I remember when I first got saved in a good church. We was in a, I mean, an old-fashioned leather lung, just, man, it was Pastor Daryl Cox. You know him. Man, he was just letting it rip. I mean, letting it rip. And he's preaching. And I used to, I love, I told you before, I, I love music, especially worldly music. I, I love it. Man, he was letting the fur fly one night. Man, he's preaching about this kind of music. He's talking about this artist and talking about this. And I thought, I started getting nervous because he got on my style of music I like, rock music. He got on to that. He said, you need to get rid of this and you need to get rid of this. And I was like, you need to get rid of this person here. I was like, please don't say who I like. Please. Because I've already got rid of a bunch of stuff that I, I knew was wrong. But there was this one artist I just, I couldn't get rid of. I just, man, I, 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 I love listening to him. I, I couldn't do it. And he's letting it go on and on about getting rid of this and this and this. And, and that person, you know, they're wicked. And, and that person there, I'm like, Please don't say, I, I anyhow. And, he, and Pastor Cox said this. He says, and you're sitting out there tonight. And he says, you're saying, well, you didn't say my, my, my musician, whatever. He goes, get rid of him also. And I was like, yes, sir. So <laughs> I, I, gospel truth. And I went home. What did you do? I got rid of it. I didn't want to, but I got rid of it. And you know when that happened, man, I'm telling you, growth started happening in my life. God started using me. And God started doing things in my life. Hey, tonight, what's in your tent? What is it that God said, hey, don't do this, don't do that, and maybe you ought to get rid of this and just go ahead and take it out of your life. What is it the past three days God's told you to change, you have not changed yet? Maybe it's not been 30 days. Hey, maybe it's been 365 days. Maybe it's been seven or eight years ago God said, get rid of this. You know what? I'm not doing it. Uh, No, I I don't think so. Well, go ahead. Go, go ahead and stay in your selfish um, way of looking at things. Here, he said, get rid of him. I want you to notice something in verse number, let's see, back on verse number 21. Characteristics, a characteristic of sin. There's three things I want to show you. Like, first thing is a characteristic of sin. I want you to see something in verse number 21. It says, I saw among the spoils. You see, the first problem he had, he, he saw it. He looked at it. There's nothing wrong with seeing things that maybe you shouldn't see. What I mean is you're walking, you can't help us in your peripheral. Maybe you see. There's nothing wrong with that. That, that, that there is life, unfortunately. Stuff. But here's the problem he runs into. It says that he saw, and it goes on to say that he coveted it. He said, I saw among the spoils of godly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels silver and a wedge of gold and 50 shekels away. Then I coveted you see, it's a, it's a process. First, he, he, he saw it. The problem is, he just didn't see it one time. In order to covet it, he, he looked at it again. 
And he, he looked at it again. And he looked at it again. And before long, he acts upon it. See, he breaks two of the Ten Commandments. First he covets, and then he steals. And that's just where we are in our life. Let's go to James chapter 1, verse 15 real quick. The process of sin. James chapter 1, verse number 15. James chapter 1. And, you know, we, any one of us can be in a sin in a drop of a hat, but usually it's a process. James chapter 1, verse 15. It says, Then, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And when lust hath conceived... If you're, honest with your, if you're honest with yourself, you, you know there's things that maybe in your life you've done you shouldn't have done. And you've thought about it, and you've thought about it, and you've thought about a little bit more, and a, a little bit more. And before long, it's, it's, you're, you're thinking about all the time it's conceived, and then you actually make preparations. I don't know what the preparations is. Maybe you plan on being by yourself somewhere, or maybe you're getting a buddy to go in with you. I have no idea, but lust is conceived, and then, next thing you know, you're committing a sin. First you thought about it, and now all of a sudden you're actually committing a sin, and you, you find yourself in this, and uh, listen, I understand if we're saved, you're, you're not controlled by anything, but you find yourself in this life-dominating sin if you're not careful. And the Bible says, and here's the thing, people say, I can quit whenever I want to. Well, okay, let me challenge you this, go ahead and quit it now. Quit, go, go ahead, what, whatever's in your tent head right now, why don't you just go ahead and quit it now? Whether it's music, whether it's looking at something you shouldn't look at, maybe it's friends you shouldn't have necessarily in your life at this point in stage, maybe. I don't know what it is, but the Bible says when lust is conceived, that you, then you commit sin. And here's the thing, the Bible says when, when it is finished. You know, there's not too many of us, we just quit sin. The Bible says when sin is done with you, it's going to bring death. You say, well, listen, Brother Martini, I've been sinning for a long time. I understand we're all sinners, but I've been committing this sin for a long time now. I've been doing this for years now, and nothing's happened to me yet. The Bible says it brings death. Let's just say what kind of death it brings. You know, there's death of your peace. There's death of your joy. There's death of your happiness. You know, this morning I was looking at some people, and they did not look happy whatsoever. It, it looked like, I mean, I'm talking about the singing was going on, and I, I don't know if they was bored out of their mind or they didn't want to, I don't know what was going on, but sin brings death. And you know, you can't pick the kind of death that brings necessarily either. You may, you may think, well, I want to avoid this, this, and this, but listen, you don't know what kind of death gonna, sin is going to bring to your life. Again, it can be peace. When's the last time you laid your head down and you just had peace? Things are going to be good. When's the last time you've had joy in your heart? I'm not talking about you go out and spend $20,000 on a, I don't know what it is, or I should say $90,000 on a car. You're like, yeah, and you know you're happy for a week or two, then maybe a month that car maybe comes in, that joy's gone. I ain't talking about that kind of happiness. When's the last time you had joy in your heart? I mean, you haven't had two nickels to rub together, but you're just the happiest person on the face of the earth. Amen. What is that? That's joy. That, that's peace. There's happiness. So the characteristics of sin, uh, then we, we go on down, move on down through here and stuff. Uh, we go on down to the cost of sin. You know, sin does cost something. When we sin, it just doesn't, uh, we, don't, we do not get away with it, but it costs something. Let's look on our Bibles here. Go back to Joshua. 
Joshua chapter number 24, verse 7. I won't keep you guys much longer. Just hang with me here. Verse 24 says, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver and the garments of garments and a wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and burned him with fire, and they, were, and they had stoned them with stones. You see, when we sin, it costs something. We just don't sin and get away with it. There, there's a cost. And again, back to sin, we can't have the luxury of, of picking what it's going to cost us. You know, if we think about the, think about the tribe there and stuff, there was 36 men, if we read earlier stuff, that lost their lives. 36 men because of one man's sin. I mean, not only are there 36 men, but I don't know the Bible doesn't say, so I'm just speculating here. So you can take us through in the trash if you want to. But there are perhaps 36 wives also. Maybe. There might have been children somewhere in there. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say, so I'm just speculating here. You see, when we sin, there's a price tag on. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. Sin costs something. We can't pick what it costs. But here himself, do you know, daddies, when you sin, it's going to cost your family. Moms, it's going to cost your family to cost you also. It's going to hurt your family. But daddies, it's going to, it's going to cost your family. It's going, it's going to hurt. Do you realize what you do, what you're hanging on to, what's in your tent right now, is it worth it, your family? You say, Brother Martini, again, I've been doing this for two years now. My wife don't know. My children don't know. My preacher don't know. Nobody knows. just me. God, God knows. And how much peace have you had in the past X amount of whatever time it is? Have you had any lasting joy? Here we look at Achan, and the Bible says, they took out his sons and his daughters. I would hate to think that I am doing something. I would hate to think that I love something so much that I'm willing to sacrifice my, my children. I'm willing to sacrifice my daughters, I, I, my, my sons. I, I'm willing to sacrifice my wife all for my sin. I, I, I can't imagine what in the rules that Achan needed. I, I mean, Achan, he's he seen God do all these wonderful, marvelous things in his life. He's seen this stuff happen. And here, a Babylonian garment causes it. He's like, he's, I don't know what he was, I don't know if he was a part of the treasury to put, and he's allowed to, he's supposed to get collect stuff for the treasury. I don't know what was going on, but here he was doing whatever it is he was doing. He looked like, oh, is his children, is his wife, is, is all his livestock, is his way of living, is it really worth a Babylonian garment? Is it really worth some, some pieces of silver? Is it really worth a wedge of gold? Is it, is it really worth it? Listen, Shenandoah, I don't know if there's anything in your life you're hanging on to. Let me ask you a question, though. Is it really worth it? Just ask yourself the question. Hey, I, I thought about listening to stuff tonight. I'm not listening to nothing. The Holy Spirit of God can start listening to stuff. You, you know what's in your tent. You, you know what you need to get rid of. You know what you should be doing you're not doing. Let the Holy Spirit of God, he's, right now he's probably talking to you. <laughs> I really ought to get rid of, I don't know what it is. Hey, hey, Preacher Cox, I'm so glad you didn't mention this guy right here. 
And the Holy Spirit of God was mentioned the whole entire time. I, I knew what I needed to do. See, I kept that. It was cassette tapes back then. That's, I'm 49 years old, by the way. It, it, it was cassette tapes back then. <laughs> it was cassette tapes. And I had this one artist. Man, I, I love this dude. And uh, I took and I went home. And anyhow, when I first got, got rid of all my other stuff, I took him, I put him in the back of my closet. I had two bedrooms in my place. I put him in the back, I lived by myself. I put him in the back of my closet, and I kept stuff on top of him. And listen, I promise you, that don't, that don't sound good, does it? I kept stuff on top of the cassette tapes. And I, I promise you, I never, ever, I never listened to him unless I was having a bad day. If I was having a bad day at work or, or maybe I stubbed my toe or something, come in the house, I, I, I may get him out and listen to him for a few hours, but I'd put him back away when I no more. What was that? I had something hidden in my tent I needed to get rid of. I knew I needed to get rid of it. And tonight, you know what it is. Again, God's talking to you right now that maybe you need to sell a vehicle and put your kids in Christian school. I, I, I said, like, whoa, you know how much I think? Yeah, maybe you need to sell your vehicle and put your kids in Christian school. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe there's some music in your life. You, you've been hanging on to it because you grew up listening to it. And that was my case right there. You've been growing up listening to it, listening to it. And maybe you just need to get rid of it. And, and God, God's told you, hey, God's told you you need to start going soul winning. God, God's told you you need to do this. this. I, I'm not, God, I'm not doing it. Is the life of your family worth it? Is, is your peace worth it? Is, is your happiness worth it? Well, no, it's not worth it. The, the answer is, is no. We move on here real quickly. We see the characteristics of sin. We see the cause of sin. And lastly, we see the cure of sin. We go back to verse 25. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? And the Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire. And they had stoned them with stones. Just get rid of it. it, it it's simple. It's simple. He had the cursed thing in his tent. He, just, just, just get rid of it. It's, it's, it's that simple right there. There's no magic uh, pill to take. There, there's no five-point outline how to, how to get rid of sin. Just, just, just stop it. Go to the Lord Jesus Christ. Get it. And, by, and by the way, they, they lost to AI. They lost. They got rid of Joshua dealt with it. Joshua said, hey, you know what? Hey, maybe it's not, you need to go home and have a family meeting. Say, you know what, a family, uh, I'm your father, and, and I've not been leading you right. I've not been having devotions with you. I've not been setting a good example, but, but things are fixing to change. Da there's a new daddy tonight. We're going to start having devotions. I'm going to start leading my family like I need to lead my family. Listen, get, just get rid of it. It's, it's that simple. It's that, it's that, is that simple? Yeah, it's, it's that simple right there. Get, get rid of it. Get it out of your tent. Just send it down the road. Put it in the, put it in the trash compactor, whatever the case may be. Just get rid of it. And, let, and God, listen, they, they fought at Ai and they lost at Ai. Joshua dealt with things. He was a man about it. He was a strong leader. He got rid of things, came back, and they fought Ai. And guess what? Yep, you guessed it. They won. But Joshua had to deal with some things. Hey, maybe you're here tonight. You know what that means, right? Yep, you got it. I'm fixing the end. Maybe you're here tonight and you're lost. And you say, you know what, Brother Martini, I've been going to church for a long time and I've been, I've been playing church. Or maybe it's my first time being at church. And you, you know that if something wants to happen right now, you really don't know you're going to go to heaven someday. You know there's a cure for that? There's a cure. It's called the man of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ came down from heaven and he died for your sins. Is, it, is that really that simple? It's, it's really that simple. 
You have to believe Jesus Christ died on a cross. You have to believe there's a price on sin. And why are you talking about this for? Because some people worry won't come forward. They've been sitting in church for a long time. They know they need to be saved, yet they won't come. In our old church, we had like a revival breakout. We had like, I don't know, our church wasn't large. We were 89 people at one point in time about 15 years ago get saved. This one man um, in the choir was not saved. He finally couldn't take it no more. He came forward. He says, preacher, I'm not saved. I, I need to be saved. And then his wife came. And there's some other church I'm talking about over a course of weeks. Then his, other, his wife came, and then his other church members started coming. Maybe you're here tonight, so I, I just can't do that. I can't do it. Well, let me just throw this out to you. You need to realize you're a sinner. You need to realize there's a price on sin. You need to realize Jesus Christ paid that price for you. And all you have to do, he says, that it's not that simple. Yes, it is that simple. You have to ask him to come into your heart and to save your soul. That, that's, that's the cure right there for sin. Listen, I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know why, I'm sorry, I don't know what's in your tent. I don't know what maybe is hiding there. There's something in your tent not you need to get rid of. Ask God to help you get rid of it. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I had something else I was going to preach tonight. And again, I, I've had this for a few weeks. It's, it's nothing uh, that I came up with five minutes ago. There's something else I wanted to preach. And this is a very simple message that I know you guys, you, you know this story. You grew up listening to the Battle of Jericho, the singing of songs. You heard it in children's church, been at church any amount of time. You, you, you know this. But I'm telling you, God tonight, God impressed me a couple weeks. We was at camp actually. And he says, I was studying for another, another message, and God says, I want you to preach this tonight. I said, but God, um, they, they know that story. They know about Achan. They, they know how he hit And God said, in my heart, it's like, I don't care. Preach it. So we're here tonight, and, I, and God wanted us preached. There's somebody here tonight. There's something in your life you need to get rid of. There, there's something in your heart, you know, you've been holding on to that you need to turn over to God and say, God, you, you can have it. God, it's, it's not worth it. When you do that, you're going to find out, man, God has got big things for you. As the music begins to play, if God spoke to your heart tonight about, about anything, I, I ask you to come. Let's stand to our feet. And if God, God spoke to your heart, come, come use the altar. Come, why, why are we standing up for Brother Martini? Because sometimes there's people beside of you that want to get out. Sometimes people that want to use the altar, and they can't get out because you won't move out of your seat. I'm not making you move. I'm not making, saying you have to. But listen, if God spoke to your heart, just, just do business tonight. Do, do business. The Lord loves you.